Today's episode is brought to you by Spotlight Branding, providing content marketing to legal and financial firms that actually works. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and are tired of dealing with SEO companies that don't get results, focus your strategy on creating educational and informative content that drives referrals and sends the right kinds of clients to your doorstep. The experts at Spotlight Branding have been helping lawyers and finance pros all over the country for more than 10 years by providing blogs, videos, email newsletters, social media, and more that keep you top of mind. Visit SpotlightBranding.com pod to learn more. That's SpotlightBranding.com P-O-D. This is Center Stage, putting your firm in the spotlight by highlighting business owners and other industry experts to help take your firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson. And this week, uh, talking about one of the most important things that even we do as a marketing company for the people that we want to work with, but it's also something that I think is extremely important for firm owners uh, and the clients that they end up working with. And that is setting the right expectations and, and making sure that the people that you work with know everything they can possibly know about what to expect when it comes to working with you. Uh, so joining us this week uh, is former criminal defense attorney, uh, founder of both My Case and Lawmatics, and that is Matt Spiegel. Matt, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, John. Very excited to be here, and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So uh, I gave kind of a like three quick facts about you, but uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what you're doing right now with Lawmatics. Yeah, I think you did a good job of summing it all up. That's that's basically the background. Um, lawyer turned entrepreneur, I guess. Um, founded my case. Um, you know, had a pretty good run pretty good run there and and uh and now with lawmatics and really solving a much different problem with lawmatics and we kind of break we kind of break the world down into this to this client journey right and we're going to kind of mm-hmm. talk about client client expectations and things like that and it fits kind of very much in line with the way we look at the world but we kind of break things down into into what is the what does the it look like for the client of your law firm what kind of journey does that go through we break that down into three phases phase 1 is like that intake phase Phase two is they've hired you. Now you actually have a, a matter that that the lawyer is going to represent you on. And then phase three is you're a former client, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, there's there's a massive opportunity there. Um, and so those are the three phases. And like, if you look at, you know, my first company, my case is really focused on phase two, when you actually have a matter and your you know, time and billing and document management and doing everything you need for the case itself. Whereas Lawmatics is focused on the problem in phase one and phase three, sort of bookending yeah. that um, being the real CRM and marketing automation platform. Yeah, love it. And, and you know, we talk a lot about nurturing and, and just how important that is. And so uh, it sounds like, you know, we do a lot of, of similar things and, and focus on a lot of similar things or, you know, at least prioritize uh, very similar things. But, you know, Absolutely. this week, you know, wanted to talk about, you know, setting expectations and, and just why that is so important. And I think, you know, at least from what I've seen, you know, I, I think the root of a lot of frustration that people have with law firms and and almost why the legal industry has almost 
you know, has, has kind of gained such a negative reputation and a lot of distrust among consumers is just that misunderstood or just a complete miscommunication of those expectations that should have been set up front. So, I mean, in your opinion, I mean, why do a lot of businesses and law firms specifically struggle with doing this well or even at all? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, I think sometimes it's it's inadvertent, right? So I think what happens a lot of times is you you provide a certain level of service when you're trying to get the deal, mm-hmm. right? So, so as a law firm, if I'm you know looking at my intake, I, I, at that point, basically I'm selling, right? I'm trying to sell. Um, mm-hmm. It's sales, right? Like this client yeah. is looking is looking to hire a lawyer, and they may be looking to hire other lawyers, right? Yeah. And so I'm tr- I'm trying to convince them to hire me. And so what am I doing? I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm communicating with them like crazy, right? Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm providing them a great service and then, and that's, and that, that's what they experience with me. So that's their first impression. And then they hire me. And all too often, what we see are lawyers who then don't communicate in that same way. Once they've hired you, it's like the lawyer's like, Oh, now they've hired me. Okay. Now I'm good. Now I'll just, I'll work the case, you know, and, and I don't need to worry about the communication or anything. And so what you've done is you've sort of set this expectation of how you're going to communicate with them during the, the intake phase. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and if you don't rise to that same level of standard that you set, it's going to be a disappointment for that person. And so you're almost inadvertently setting the expectation um, of how you're going to communicate with them and the level of service you're going to provide during that, during that, that first impression phase, that intake phase. Um, and so you really need to think like, wow, am I, I'm providing more of more customer service during this phase than I'm actually going to be able during the case during during the actual live case. You need mm-hmm. to think about that, right? And my, you know, my thought is you should provide the same level all the way through. You shouldn't go look at, okay, well, maybe I need to temper the expectation during the intake phase. I think the opposite is is true. You need to make sure you deliver the same level of customer experience in the mm-hmm. active case phase. Yeah. And, and one one thought that I just had kind of while sitting there and I'm basing it off of, you know, kind of how we help our clients, you know, this this will I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but like, you know, one of the things that we do is we provide blog content for our clients. And one of the things that we often run into is when we see lawyers writing their own content, they often do so is as if like other lawyers were their audience rather than like the people who are actually going to be hiring them. And I almost wonder if they kind of get in that same sort of mindset when they're selling their services, you know, they're using all the technical jargon, they're, you know, they're going through, they're all of this and they're displaying that knowledge. Great. But a lot of it is being lost on the general public who doesn't have that, you know, conceptualization of what they do. And so it's almost like, you know, ignorance in a sort of way where they don't even realize they're doing it, but, you know, they say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. And then they just go off and they get in and execute. Cause we talk about that as well. A lot of lawyers are just in that executing kind of mindset Mm -hmm. and they just don't think about what their client actually wants and, and realize that the client actually wants to hear from them at various steps along the way. That's right. I mean, I think, I think at the end of the day, like what, what you're talking about there is, and I think this is the biggest miss when it comes to expectations, it's communication. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's always communication. And like, 
it's not an expectation of like how good of a lawyer you're going to be. That's, that's not what the issue is. Right. right. And it's, this is like the age old question, to be honest with you, this is actually how, why I started my case. Like my case was not started as a practice management system. My case was started and most people don't know this, but when, when I first built my case, all it was, was a communication portal for a lawyer mm-hmm. to communicate with the client. That's all it was yeah. because, because I was trying to solve a specific problem where it's yeah. like, you know, clients constantly want to, you know, like I was doing criminal defense. So they're, they're calling me nonstop all day and, and their questions were the same, right? It's when's my next court date and where's my police report, right? Yeah. These are easy things. I should be able to provide this. Like this shouldn't be a big issue to communicate this, but if you don't answer their call because you're in court and you don't call them back quick enough, they get pissed, right? Because they have that expectation, right? They have the ex, they have the expectation that you're going to communicate with them, you know, consistently and rapidly. And if you don't, then they're upset. And so, you know, I don't believe that you're going to be able to properly like retract the expectation. I don't think you're going to be able to diminish the expectation that someone has with when it comes to communication. I think you have to rise to that level and you need to use technology and whatever other tools are out there to rise to that level of communication. But it's, it's, it always comes down. This is for, for 20 years, the number one complaint at state bars has been attorney client communication. It's yeah. this expectation. It's this expectation. And it's just getting worse as, you know, as, as technology has taken over our lives and we're used to instant, you know, gratification and instant communication, it's definitely not going to get any better. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in thinking about, you know, what we're telling people, no, you have to do more, which is probably, you know, really stress and panic inducing for a lot of listeners who may already feel like they're doing a lot already. Now we're telling them, no, you really need to be doing more. Well, kind of, but you can easily, to your point, you know, utilize the technology. I mean, even something as simple as automating just a quick email notification Anytime a case enters a new phase or, you know, a a checklist item or a milestone gets met, like that's something it's small, but it's probably really effective for what your customers are really wanting. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, I'll tell you this straight up. I, I don't, I don't believe a law firm can actually meet the expectations of clients today manually. Okay. You will not, you, you cannot communicate with a client enough to meet their expectations on your own. Yeah. Right. And so you have to use technology to help you, you you know, you just have to. Um, And there's a million different ways to do that and tools to do that. But the bottom line is you, you got to use it. It's there for you. You know, these companies are there and they're successful because it's so important to the law firm. Right. Yeah. So you got to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. And so, I mean, quickly, I mean, just what are a couple of tools that people can look into right off the bat to that, that can maybe make this a little bit easier for them? Well, you know, obviously Lawmatics is a big one. Um, yeah. You know, as, as a CRM, like that is what we are defined as, right? A CRM is a contact, you know, customer relationship management tool. It is designed to manage all aspects of that customer relationship, which a lot of it is communication. So whether that's, mm-hmm. e- you know, emailing, newsletters, you know, email marketing, drip campaigns, text messages, um, you know, creating sequence of events that involve emails, texts, and reminders to make a phone call to the person, right? Like yeah. these are the things that you need. 
a client portal, you know, giving the, the client access to certain things that you share with them. Uh, these are all really, really important tools. Um, yeah. You know, there are certain, you know, scheduling, you want them to be able to schedule. There are tools, you know, like Lawmatics has texting built in, but you may want a specific tool that's just designed for automated texting, right? Um, you want to have probably something on your website that allows people to maybe chat directly with you, right? Um, and even that these days can be automated, right? Yeah. Um, there are there are great tools out there that can actually, it's like, they don't even know that they're not talking to a human, right? But it's programmed it's programmed with your own responses, almost like a yeah. little bit of AI, a little bit of AI, so that you know when they need answers to basic questions, they can get it without having to come directly to you. But they feel like they're going directly to you. Um, so th- those are some of the big things. But I think like for any firm that does not, for any firm that values expectations, this mm-hmm. day and age, you know, you ha- you have to have a foundational CRM. If you don't, then you are you're falling behind the eight ball. Yeah, you know, and I I've talked about this, you know, in when it comes to just content creation is just, you know, not only are we constantly being pulled in a bunch of different directions, we're also balancing a lot of stuff as consumers. And, you know, one of the things I hear a lot, you know, at least on the content marketing side is, you know, oh, a social one social media post every single day, that feels like a lot. You know, a, an email every month, it feels like a lot. I don't want to annoy my audience. I mean, there, is there such a thing as too like over communicating too much, at least when it comes to, you know, case updates and, and you know, the actual client relationship? Is there such a thing as over communicating? Yeah. So I think like that's a good that's a good point. There is over communicating, but not when it comes to case specific things. Right. Yeah. There's definitely like like we as a tech company, right? Like we we are very careful about not over communicating, right? If we're, you know, even like releasing new features, people, mm-hmm. customers love hearing about new features, but we could actually overdo that, right? If we're communicating too often about new features and some of them get lost, yeah. right? So over communication is real. But when it comes to the case itself, you can't over communicate. And let me remind you, I, I think this is a this is a good reminder as to why. Lawyers have to remember, you know, when you, when you're thinking to yourself, like, man, this is a lot, like, I got to, like, I don't need to communicate this much. You have to remember, like, first of all, 95% of law firms out there, like that we're talking to right now that are listening to us right now are going to fall into a consumer driven practice area. That's going to be personal injury, estate planning, family law, criminal defense, bankruptcy, immigration, right? Yeah. Maybe employment law. Every one of those things to the client, it is the most important thing happening in their life. Yep. Period. Right? Yep. Fam- family law. They're going through a divorce. That's the most important thing. Criminal defense. They've been arrested. That's the most important thing happening. Bankruptcy. Right? All these things. It is the most important thing happening in their life. Okay? Yeah. You need to remember that. Because as a lawyer, you're thinking like, oh, this is just another client. I'm going to represent them on their on their case. Right? But to them, it is it is the most important thing. You cannot over communicate. They are looking to hear from you at every. If they hear from you every hour, they're gonna be they're gonna be happy, right? It's comforting yeah. to them. Um, it's all they can think about. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, the other thing that I want to ask you about, and, and just kind of switching gears here, you know, because you and I are kind of on the same side of things with lawyers in that we are, you know, vendors, and you know, we are providing a service to those lawyers. Um, 
it's almost a sort of practice what you preach sort of thing. Like if you, you should set expectations to your clients and in, and at the same time, you should want the vendors that you work with to also set expectations for what they're going to provide you. You know, I, I think for us, there's a responsibility there to set those expectations, but what, you know, for the people out there, you know, who want to set those expectations with their vendors, what questions should they be asking in order to make sure that they're on the same page with you about what they can expect from you? Yeah. So what, what I want to know, you know, from a vendor and, and I would encourage anybody to kind of go this way is first of all, I want them to know exactly what, what they're trying to accomplish. What problem are they trying to solve by coming to us to use us? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, if they don't understand what problem they're trying to solve, then I don't think we're going to be able to meet their expectations, right? They're not going to have a great experience. They need to know exactly what problem they're trying to solve so that we can determine whether we can solve it for them. Yeah. Um, I think you have to first understand enough about yourself before you can go to a vendor and, and have properly set expectations. Um, you know, if someone just, if I just hear about a cool thing, a cool product, someone, if a buddy or a colleague just says, Hey, God, this has really helped me out. You should go check it out. And I go check it out. And I'm like, yeah, I want to try this, right? I want to do a free trial. I want to, I want to play around with it. That's not, that's not helpful, right? That's mm-hmm. not going to set the right expectation because I don't really know what, what I'm trying to get out of it. Right. So it's yeah. really important, you know, as a business, you've got to know what you're trying to get. You got to, you got to know what you're expecting in order to, to be able to talk to a vendor and understand what whether or not they're going to be able to meet those expectations or not. But if you if you haven't figured it out yourself, then you're not going to be able to have a good experience with someone else. Yeah, and you know it's it's about it's all about developing those those empathetic skills. You know, it's like you know you know you're you're trying to work with different vendors as a lawyer to help make your firm grow. You know, and and those same expectations that you want those vendors to set for you is what this is what your potential clients in turn want from you, you know? And so I I think that that's very important. So we've talked about communication. We've talked about, you know, utilizing technology. I mean, is there anything else that a lawyer or even another business owner in general should know about setting expectations? Any other tips or advice that you might have for them? I mean, again, my my biggest tip is put yourself in the shoes of your client. And what would you, what would you expect, right? Think about think, you know, you do this all the time naturally. Like, again, like we were just talking about as a, as a law firm, you probably have vendors that you use and what is your expectation from them? Right. Um, what is your expectation from, you know, your, your internet provider, right? What is your, like, like if that you, your expectation is that the internet works and if the internet doesn't work, your expectation is that you can get a hold of someone immediately and have them address the issue. Right. Um, you need to understand those expectations and you need to make sure that you're meeting your customers where their expectations are. Absolutely. So I, I think this has been really great. I, you know, a ton of information here packs into this. Um, how can people learn more about Lawmatics and uh, what can they do? Where can they go? Yeah. So pretty easy. Head over to www.lawmatics.com. You can um, get a demo. One of the things that that we do and the reason why we push people to get a demo kind of in line with what we're talking about here, we practice what, what you and I are preaching here today, which is yeah. you can't just, you can't just, we don't want you just picking up Lawmatics and going with it. That is not 
going to be a good experience for you, then the expectations are not going to be set. What we want to do is learn about your firm, learn about your processes, learn about what you're trying to do and what kind of experience you're trying to deliver to your clients, and then show you how Lawmatics can help you with that. And sometimes it can't. So we can address that too. But oftentimes it can. And so we want to set those expectations. And the right way to do that is to sit down and talk to you first and understand a little bit about your firm. And so that's what that's what we do. You come to our website, you can poke around and you can sign up for a demo and sit with one of our experts um, you know, who have worked with thousands of law firms and really understand how it might be able to help you. Yeah. Love it. And and I mean, at the very least, like get some real-time training on what setting expectations looks like, you know, at, at the very least. So uh, Matt, this has been really great. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I do have one final question for you. Uh, it's what uh, I try to ask all of our guests here on Center Stage. Uh, and that is, if you had one final piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? Focus on customer service. Don't don't always worry about being as good a lawyer as you possibly can, because just being a good lawyer is not enough. You have to provide a really good customer experience. So focus on customer service. Yeah. And and to even kind of build on that, you know, a lot of times the you don't even have to be a good lawyer. You know, if, if you're providing good customer service and you're meeting those expectations, like people will still sing your praises, you know, um, the same, right. you know, in, in the marketing world, uh, there was a quote that was like the best cases go to the best marketers, not necessarily the best lawyers. And so, um, you know, obviously you still want to be the best lawyer that you can be, but there are other ways and, and other things that you can do to even elevate that to, to become just the absolute best and, you know, customer service, definitely one of those things. And so um, a lot of good stuff. Thank you all for continuing to listen, rate, review the show, wherever you're listening to it. And that's going to do it, Matt. Thanks again so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.